like this one. But it's the only one I can afford because it's free. <laughs> Welcome once again to another cathartic podcast. This is your annoying talking head, Beige Man, coming at you once again. I don't know what they say. Fucking hell, I don't know what today is. Uh, before I get down to business, the favorite segment of everybody I know, the soccer score segment. Let me get my schedule. Over the weekend, by the way. I don't know what happened yesterday or today because I don't know, don't know what fucking day it is today. Let's see. Uh, soccer scores for is it Saturday. Saturday, the 16th. We have... Uh, two one zero one one four two one one three one four zero one three zero one zero two zero one 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 two one three three four three six three seven. Wow, three zero 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 three zero three zero one three three zero one one two zero three zero one zero two two zero two two zero four one one zero zero four zero one zero one zero one zero. And look again, another one zero three six three zero two two six zero three two four zero twenty. Wow. 20 20 to nothing I must be wrong um 2220121200000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
with two T's. I forget that part. Um, so I think, I think I'm subscribed to it. But I haven't watched it yet because I've seen all the videos so far. Hopefully they'll add more as time comes. And so that just killed six minutes of my podcast. Woohoo! Mm. I don't need to do that anymore. There we go. Ha ha! Sound effects. Fuck yeah. My sound effects coming to you by Sound Bible. Legally, I have to say that. <laughs> you know, the royalty free sound effects, still have to give them credit. Um, the intro, I have to give him credit too, is from bensound.com. I don't know who made it. That's not Ben Sound did it. I have to legally do that. Or they will take all my episodes down or some bullshit like that. So so last time we talked a little bit about powerlifting and all that good stuff. Woohoo. Had a good time doing that. Uh, thank you, Matua, for coming on the show. Probably could have spent a couple more hours, honestly, just talking about this bullshit and talking about nothing really in general. Good guy. He's... Yeah, there's a lot of good people as well. Hopefully, I can get some other, some other people in here to do uh, some podcasts and stuff. That'd be cool. Uh, more good sized names to bring in, the more people will subscribe, and the more people will piss off. Woohoo! God oh, damn it, I forgot to have this. Woo-hoo. There we go. <clears throat> so hopefully, uh, dreams, big ideas, doesn't mean they're going to happen, but you know. It is what it is. We'll see what happens. Uh, today, though, at this moment, in this particular part of the podcast, I kind of want to talk about something that big that happened uh, in sports. Anyways, I, I haven't talked baseball much at all this year. I think I did kind of get into a little bit of it uh, a couple episodes ago, several episodes ago, maybe first of the year. Um. Uh, it was mainly San Diego Padre talk. Because I'm a Padre fan. I've been a Padre fan since I was a kid. Grew up. And a Padre fan I'm from San Diego. That's where I'm from. I'm a homer. Call me a homer. I don't care. But. So I'm talking about the Padres. Yeah, I know. I get it. Sorry, I said this one and press that button. <laughs> I actually downloaded those buttons specifically for Matt. <clears throat> Not to get off topic, but I mean, viral lifters, they like to complain. And all the cool ones will admit it, all right? So I actually downloaded, I told him, it's on the podcast. I downloaded these two for him. So. Anyways, where was I going with this? Oh, Padres, that's right. See, I haven't ta- haven't touched on baseball much at all. And since college football season ended, been kind of going back and forth with what I want to talk about. Uh, I know some things happened in college football as in people transferred. And I actually did, did a recording. I just deleted it. Uh, some things in there. I got, I got sidetracked, got off kiltered a little bit, and I wasn't going to force my guy who uh, – edits everything to go through and deal with it. So I just fucking deleted it. I think we still have a couple sit on the back burner. The little old, they're I think, recorded around the Super Bowl time, which was what, three, three weeks ago now, four weeks ago almost. So they probably won't ever come out. Won't see the light of day, which is fine. There's nothing on there. There might've been the Padre talk. I'm not sure. I've done so many of these damn things that I, I get, I'm getting them confused. But with that being said, again, as a, as a Padre fan, uh, it's been kind of a weird weekend. <clears throat> All these talks have come out over the last couple of weeks. You know, the Padre is going to go out to Machado. They're going to go out to Bryce Harper, blah, 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 blah. I thought it was a facade, and I still think it's a facade, even though what I'm about to say here did happen. Um, but, you know, like I'm going to reiterate an episode that I think came out. No, the Padres got caught basically giving a bunch of excuses for not doing what they said they're going to do when this new ownership group came in, which was they said they're going to 
bring in and pay for contenders, kind of like the Yankees have done and the Red Sox have done and the Dodgers have tried to do and shit like that. And they haven't done it yet. And it's um, – they kind of got caught red-handed. Uh, one of the story, once again, I'll kind of reiterate, basically uh, I think San Diego Union Tribune writer who – has written a lot of favorable things about the Padres, so he's kind of with, he's kind of slid his way into. Oh, I don't want to say buddy buddies, but very good acquaintances with the owners, and they led him kind of take a look at the books to write a, an article about uh, budget finances and stuff like that. And a lot of people who apparently were smarter than this guy looked at it and went, "Wait a minute, none of these numbers are adding up." And then the ownership group got cut in a whirlwind and they put the, the speed rider out there to try He wrote the article to try to cover his tracks. And he apparently just got ripped apart by a lot of the, the local radio shows and didn't sound all that good. And so there's a shitstorm that came the Padres ownership's way. Then all of a sudden you hear that they are out of the blue going after Bryce Harper and then they're going after Machado. Okay. So I thought it was a facade. And it was just one of those things to, get the fans who are angry at the article, angry at all this smoke and mirrors that the ownership group has thrown their way, get them off their back. And it pretty much said the same thing on the, on the podcast. Unless it hasn't come out, then it's the first time we've heard about it. And so, recently, out of the blue, woke up this morning, as recently as in today, which you can kind of backtrack and find out what day it is. Get a text out of the blue, making breakfast, getting ready to come to work. Machado signed to the Padres. What? Manny Machado signed with the Padres. Ten years, $300 million. Well, things are some uh, dividend money in there, which basically means like money that I don't, know, I don't really know how to describe it. It's not hidden, but California, we have high taxes. So the way to get around that is through, I think, dividend money or, or some referral money or some bullshit like that. To, so you still get your the big your bang, honestly. You still, the player or whoever still gets paid a good chunk. It's kind of, it's kind of like um, paying somebody $10 out of, $20, but you're getting the $10 back in a different way and it's safe and paying that person back. And you're not getting hit. I don't know how to describe it, honestly. I'm still trying to figure it out. This is the first time I've ever heard about it until it was actually yesterday. I guess last week. So 10 years, $300 million for Manny Machado, 26 year old third baseman who wants to play short, who's better at third, who, I mean, he had a good year last year. He was an all-star for Baltimore before he got traded. I think the playoff issues are being overblown. I think this is his second playoff appearance, maybe. I don't think Baltimore's been in the playoffs when he was there. Not giving him a built-in excuse. But he's a Padre now. Uh, I mean, he still had good numbers. I think he hit over, I think he almost had 100 RBIs, hit 30 something home runs, type of deal. It's a good hire. I'm not going to, it's a good pickup, good, good acquisition. As a Padre fan, I'm apprehensive. I mean, the Padres just don't, just don't spend the money. And when they do, they get bit. You know, Eric Hosmer. He signed the richest contract in the Padres' history, I think $177 million. <clears throat> Padres have never shelled out that much money. Will Meyer, the guy they actually got in a trade, and then they signed to an extension. He hasn't lived up to the hype. So Meyer and Hosmer both – well, Meyer was an extension. Hosmer came in as a free agent last year, and neither one of them has lived up to the hype. Uh, Hosmer just was quiet bat-wise. I think a solid at first base, but bat-wise, he was silent at the plate. Myers, he still can't get out of his own way. He's constantly hurt. 
and the Padres can't seem to figure out where the hell they want to put him. Before Hosmer came in, Myers went from the outfield to first base. He had a decent year. I think he was an all-star uh, that year. They go out, they hire Hosmer. The ship is blood over at third base. He struggled. They put him back in the outfield. He kept getting hurt. Now you have Machado, who's coming in, who is a magnificent third baseman. There was a hole there for the Padres. That's probably the one area that they're not deep at. And they don't have a top prospect sitting there waiting to take that spot. So you go out and get Manny Machado, but this word that Machado wants to play shortstop. Or he's a decent shortstop. He's not bad, but he's not the best. And when you have, I think, the number two prospect. I think he's number two. I forgot his name on the top of my head. But yeah, the number two prospect who is probably going to be coming up this year. What's here? Is it Tatis or? Urias, Urias, U-R-I-A-S, one of those two. Well, there's shortstop and second base. They're two of the top 25 prospects in the MLB, supposedly. Are, are you going to put Manny Machado at shortstop when you have a top prospect who had a really good year last year and I think the year before that, he's still young, and then make Machado – move over to third base after they, you pull him up? I mean, third base is a hole. They've tried a couple different things and it just hasn't worked out. I don't know if $300 million for 10 years is going to fix that. And what's going to happen when the parties aren't contenders when June rolls around? Season starts in, what, April? It's around June when they're not contenders. What's going to happen? Is Machado going to quit? And just collect a paycheck? Can Machado carry a team on his back? Baseball is hard. You have a lot of variables in baseball. You do your part and you hope someone else does their part. Unless you're a pitcher. I think we've seen many times pitchers carrying teams on their on his back, on their backs. Fielders, my child is going to get what, four to six at bats a game. He needs to be, be fucking productive in those four to six at bats if he's going to carry a team. So I'm I'm apprehensive, and as a long time Padre fan, I've been a Padre fan my whole life. Again, I'm a homer. And I'll, I'll never stray. I'll be frustrated and angry like every other baseball, football, basketball, cocky fan. But I'm not going to just pull, jump jump onto a bandwagon of a better team like I know people who have. Uh, I knew somebody who was a lifelong Padre fan. But the Dodgers started winning, so he jumped ship and went to L.A. Became a bandwagon Dodger fan all of a sudden. Win a roof for a winner. You're just, man, you lost all respect. So now Machado is not 100% done yet. It's a deal in principle, I guess. I don't know if he's signed the dotted line yet. But it kind of feels like, to, I don't know, it feels like he may go somewhere else still. And by the time he, this comes out, he'll probably sign or he'll go somewhere else. So we'll see if I'm correct or not using this as leverage. Just because he agrees to it doesn't mean it's set in stone yet. He still has to sign the dotted line. And I think spring training has started. I don't know when position players arrive. I know pitchers and uh, catchers have reported last week. So maybe another week or two. So I want to clear up. I I think Machado is a good player. I do. I think Machado is a really good player. I do. Don't know if this is a good sell or not. Good, not a good sell. Goodbye for the Padres. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried because I mean, you look at a couple of years ago, several years ago, they went out there and they picked up Matt Kemp. They picked up uh, Jake Shields. Jake Shields. Jake Shields. Uh, Will Meyer. Uh, Middlebrook, uh, the Umpton brothers, they picked them up on all trades with this idea, okay, we have a pitcher and shields, 
We have all these great position players. Made a big headway. Fucking the city of San Diego got excited. And a year and a half into it, no one's on that team. All those players, minus Myers, was on that team. They finished dead last. Granted, they didn't even get stuck. They weren't on the hook for anybody. I think the Dodgers picked up Kemp's huge contract. Now I think, I think actually the Padres picked it up after they traded him to Atlanta, I believe. Uh, Upton signed a free agent contract to Detroit, I want to say. His brother got traded. Upton Jr. got traded to Atlanta as well, if I remember correctly. Shields gets traded to Chicago, the White Sox. I was a little upset by that one. Then his next couple outings, I went, oh, wow. Good timing. I think he allowed like 20-something hits and three innings or some bullshit like that. His first outing with Chicago. Uh, Middlebrooks, I think, was traded uh, a couple years ago. And the analysis, Myers. This is a big chunk, big contract to give somebody if this team isn't ready to win. I forgot what the statistic was for their prospects, but I think it's like they have eight, seven or eight top 50 prospects in the farm system. In the farm system, I means they're young kids. But there's no starting pitcher. Anything, if you know anything about baseball, you need a solid starting pitcher. You need a, a pitcher you can put out there who will dominate the game. Well, the Red Sox have two, Price and uh, Sale. I think they actually have more than that. L.A. has one. Uh, what's his face? I cried his name. I can see his face, though. <laughs> it's a tall, lengthy white guy. Oh, I can't remember forgot his name. But everybody has one, everybody. But the teams that com- they're competitive, they all have the one starting pitcher that they can put out there every five days – and know with about a 90% accuracy rate that they can get that W if they can give one or two runs. They know that. The Padres don't have that. They have young pitching. I would rather have seen them spend money on pitching than a fielder. Yeah, I know there's not deep at third base. That's going to be a weak corner. Hosmer's a good first baseman, so I'm not worried about that. I think his his knock is his disappearance at the plate last year. But he was a solid first baseman. Uh, Galvis, he just signed with the, who he signed with. I mean, he was with the Padres last year. I hate to see him leave, but I think they're putting their money on their young prospect. He was a shortstop, shortstop, by the way. So, yeah, we signed Machado. Or the Padres signed Machado. That's awesome. I mean, there's a lot of things going on that not going on that are, that are being said about this move. Now, did the Padres overpay? Eh, I don't know. Maybe. They, yeah, they probably did. They have a young team. Are, are they putting all their eggs in one basket this soon? Well, are they going to be competitive next year? <laughs> I doubt it. Is Machado more about the money than winning? That's a question. But if that was the answer, that he, he cares more about money than he does winning. So... If he's more worried about money than he is winning, why didn't he take the White Sox offer? Because reportedly, sources are saying, according to uh, Ken uh, Rosenthal, that the White Sox offered Machado an eight-year, $250 million contract, which he would be getting, uh, I think, $1.2 million more in that contract. And what is getting paid with the Padres? Padres is a 10-year, $300 million contract. At this moment, 
the richest contract ever in a major league baseball, which the fact that the Padres are the ones who did that surprises the shit out of me. It should be the Yankees, the Dodgers, or the Red Sox. Maybe even the Giants. Maybe those are the only ones I can think of that would be willing to pay that much money. Maybe the Mets. I can see the Mets doing that as well. <clears throat> but as I said, that's for a different story or a different time. But so if it was for the money, why didn't he take the eight-year, $250 million contract from the White Sox? That, is, that was reportedly offered by the White Sox. That's $1.25 million more. And with incentives and other sort of vesting options, I mean, it's reported that it could be well, it could be well north, quote, north of $300 million if you went to the White Sox. So maybe there's something there. Maybe he likes the weather in San Diego over in Chicago. I don't know. Maybe they sold him some bullshit. Maybe they made him part of the team ownership or something. I don't know. But if he – if the money is what got him to San Diego, that's it. The more about money than it is about winning. Then why didn't he go to Chicago? Is there some hidden money that he's getting from San Diego that is not being reported that got him, that got him to San Diego? Or is there a more – is there a clear, better – I don't know how uh, – reasoning behind going to San Diego? Could you, do you look at it and go, well, you got all these young talent and I'm going to get paid $30 million to play with this young talent in San Diego, which is not a bad place to live if you have the money. They can't afford it. But then again, I guess he could have stayed in L.A. too. I mean, how come L.A. didn't – didn't L.A. never really came up. I know L.A. came up briefly with the Harper thing, and they said no. So what happens with Harper now? There's a question. Sorry, messages. Um, so what happens with, with Harper? I mean, with – is Harper going to become the most, the highest paid player ever? First off, my personal opinion, I don't think a position player should be paid that much. A pitcher I can get. A pitcher I totally understand. Because I understand a pitcher every five days can go out there and put a team on his back and carry them to victory. And when you have pitchers pitching over 40 games, that's, and they can average 20-something wins, Perfect. When you kind of need 60 to 80 wins to get into the playoffs, depending on what conference you're in or division you're in, boom. No, that's, if you're at 80, that's a quarter of what you need. Now you need the other four pitchers to make up the rest. There's always a wild card as well. If you can get two starting pitches, you saw Boston. Two great starting pitch on great, but pretty damn good. Starting, sales great. Price, price isn't being kind of eh. Well, they're both decent. I mean, Sale, Sale put that team on his back several times through the season and during the playoffs. Again, they have a, a, a huge – they have a great feel, uh, fielding core as well. I mean, Mookie Betts, um, God, so on and so forth. The other three guys crossed my mind that went away. Of course they did. Why wouldn't they? Does a fielding a fielder deserve three hundred million dollars for ten years? Uh, I'm going to say no. The reason why I'm going to say no is because, like I said, they may get four to six at bats a game. Shit, there might be games they only get three at bats. If no one else is on base then you are going to get a grand total of one run at the most, if you're lucky, for a bet. Not many people have hit four, five, or six home runs in a game. I think four has, been, has happened a couple times. I don't know if five or six has ever happened. So you're looking at four runs. Cool. But what happens if you give up five runs? You just lost because 
no one else on your team can pull their, quote, weight. Now, Machado's a great player. I've said it before. I'm saying great player. Great great at the plate. Great in the field if he plays short or third base. I think he, he was given the title of mature until the was last year's playoffs with the Dodgers where he acted like a little five-year-old kid. But a lot like in the NFL, owners care more about your productivity than who you are. You've seen in the NFL players who have domestic abuse, a uh, history of domestic abuse, a history of PEDs, a history of other violence, the history of being children. Look at Antonio Brown. He acts like a fucking kid. He is an adolescent playing a man sport. But if you can play, they don't care. And baseball's kind of doing the same thing. They don't care that Machado acted immature and was childish, uh, annoying <laughs> during the playoffs. They look at what he did in the regular season. They can only bet it won something in the World Series, too. Maybe the bright lights were just too big for him. Because I don't know when Baltimore has ever been in the playoffs. Oh, last time they were in the playoffs, anyways. I think they got into the wild card with Buck Walters several years ago. When he, second or third year he was there. I don't remember how far they got, if they got very far at all. So, now he's in L.A. where the spotlight is on you. If you're in L.A., if you're in New York, you're in Boston and you play sports, the spotlight's going to be on you. Pretty bright. And maybe he just cracked. I don't know. Even in Chicago, I guess. I mean, Chicago's a bigger market than San Diego. So why the hell did – they offered him more and it's a bigger market. So I think there's something hidden there. I know I just made a huge circle. <laughs> but there's got to be something hidden in there that I just don't know, that we don't know, that may come out. We never know. So I'm still trying to scratch my head. still trying to figure out what – how – this happened. I mean, it's great. I mean, as a Padre fan, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. I'm it's not optimistic, though. I mean, next year he'll probably hit, like, blow the Mendoza line. Strike out a shit ton. And he will be a bust. That's just what the Padres' luck is. Um, Bryce Harper, on the other hand, where is he going to go? There's rumors he's going to go to Philadelphia. There's rumors that the White Sox are going after him hard. There's a rumor that the Padres still might be in play. God, if the Padres got Bryce Harper and they didn't pick up a pitcher or something, I don't know what. My head might explode. Might be good for you people. You guys love her. You guys want to listen to me again. Well, I guess you will have to listen to me again because I'm technically in the interwebs. If you're still, face, if you're still fucking listening, it means you're bored out of your ass, and you need some jackass to listen to. And here I am. So where's Bryce Harper? We'll find out. Who knows? Hope, who knows when that's going to happen? Here's a little statistic tweet from at um, Baseball Bros. You know, it's probably the last part of it. I might return to it. I'm not sure, but um. This week kind of caught my attention because last year, uh, speaking with a former uh, old friend of mine, well, old friend, former friend. There we go. Let's put it that way. And we we're talking about um, payrolls because they were a fan of a, a team that I don't like, and I'm a fan of the Padres who've always had a small payroll minus a small time frame with camp and all that shit. And so we're talking about it. And this, you know, Padres never haven't had success with it and blah, 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 blah. And her, their team has success with it, blah, 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 blah. Anyways, and so this, this thing caught my attention. Uh, this little fact from Baseball Bros, which I don't have any uh, any sources to back this up. I'm just going off of face value on this one. And nothing big. It's not like some weird conspiracy theory deal. It's, I mean, it, it makes sense to me. But with the Padres signing 
Machado this year and Hosmer last year with both their contracts combined coming into this year, their payroll is bigger than the uh, not the double raise, but the, the raise, the Tampa Bay raise during the whole last year. The whole last year, think about it. You have 40 players on the roster, they get a small increase and they get pulled up for the agency, blah 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 blah. And with two players, the parties have a bigger payroll than them. Now, last year, year before last, I'm sorry, and uh, about two years ago, two years ago, before Hosmer was signed, Kershaw, that's his name, the pitcher for the Dodgers. I knew it was going to come up. Then Kershaw made more money in, I think, half a season than the Padres opening day roster combined. <laughs> that was two years ago. My have the times have changed. I think, uh, so I wish I could find that stat, but I can't seem to find it. With Machado, Myers contract, which at the time when he signed his extension was the richest in Padre history. Then they went and got Hosmer. Hosmer became the richest and now this with Machado. I think they're paying around, God, $500 million or something, over $500 million for three players. I think with Machado, if everything works out, they're looking at about 75 or so million a year for just for three players. One who's always hurt. And before I move on from this onto the next topic, I got a couple minutes left here. If what I've heard is correct, there's an option after five years. After the fifth year, there's an option for Machado to leave. So five years, nothing happens, he can leave. He can explore the market again. That'll make him 31, 32. So the point with me saying that is, okay, there's kind of a cushion. If he fails miserably, yeah, they got to bite the bolt for five years. But I think it's a I think it's team and player option. Don't quote me on that. I haven't been able to find anything on it. I just heard about the option on TV before I came in. I don't know if it's a team and player option. If it's just a player option, if it's just a team option, I don't know. I think it's a player option at least. So if there is a team option. Maybe I don't know. I just don't know. So don't quote me on what option it is. I, I believe at least there's a le- there is at least a player option. Maybe option for both. Not sure. So in five years of this experiment doesn't work out, yes, you've been on the hook for $150 million. Roughly, give or take. I mean, it's structured differently. I mean, in the simplified world, in five years, he would have been paid $150 million. Probably not. Probably front-loaded or something because of his age. So the anyway, so the point being is they at least in baseball years and baseball's little world, they've tied him up for five years in his prime. He's twenty six years old. He's in his prime. Every sport seems to have this prime age, and baseball seems to be twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one, maybe thirty two. Usually after that, field just kind of fall off. Pitchers seem to adapt. So, in this instance, five years in five years is an option. I think I think after the fifth season, there's, a, there's an option. So they have him lined up for that five years in his prime. Now, yeah, he's in his prime, but is are there going to be pieces around him to do something with his prime? Are they trying to make a step towards? the World Series? Are they trying to make a step towards the playoffs? If there's one good thing about this signing is at least they're giving off the aura, the idea, the longing that they're trying to make a postseason push. They haven't been in the postseason since, what, 01, 02? They go out there, they get this huge contract, this bigger-than-life player, and now are they actually going to make a push for the playoffs? And that's the question. We'll see as we move on. Again, they don't have pitching. They have young pitchers. 
No standout start. Who are they going to lean on in that bullpen? And on the mound for five days. Every every five days. We'll find out. Hey! Do you like apparel and shit? Do you like hats? T-shirts? Rash guards? Sweatshirts? Phone covers? And fucking comfortable tank tops? Then go to catharticapparel.com. That's catharticapparel.com. Promo code MYCATHARSIS618 will get you free shipping. Again, that is MYCATHARSIS618 for free shipping on all orders. So here's a statistic that I saw today as well. Spent fucking forever, a lot longer than I expected to talk about baseball. I talked about baseball for fucking an hour almost. So here's a statistic. I'm a football guy. I like football. The AAF, I actually enjoy it. I do watch it. I forget their game's on because I'm not used to having games on right now. A couple of stories coming out of the AAF. This one makes me laugh. Because, I mean, yeah, it wasn't big, but. The San Diego Fleet, which is the AAF team in San Diego, hence the San Diego Fleet. Had an attendance of over 20,000 people. Supposedly. Which I think is funny. Because I think there are the Chargers play now. Well, it's 25,000 people. Most of them are usually the other team. Now, if you look at photos from when the the fleet played. It doesn't look like 20,000 people are there. You remember the stadium holds 70,000 people. Qualcomm. No, not Qualcomm. What the hell is it now? San Diego Credit Union. Some bullshit. It's an old stadium that just needs to go away. But the AAF, there's been kind of a weird article coming out that they're lying about attendance, which I can't argue with that. I mean, it seems like at Birmingham and San Antonio, there's people there, but the camera angles are so – I don't like the camera angles. So they, uh, I just don't like how they do their cameras. They're in football stadiums for fuck's sakes. How come they can't have cameras that are close to what the NFL uses at the angles and placements? I fucking just can't stand it. I don't know why it's bugging me. It bugs me. <clears throat> they very rarely show the crowd. Very rarely will they show the crowd. So is the AAF lying about attendance figures? Maybe. San Antonio apparently had almost 30,000 fans show up, but Memphis only had barely 12,000 fans show up. Barely. What surprised me, I I figured Memphis, which is kind of a football city, actually does kind of switch to basketball. I figured they would at least fill up half of uh, it was a Liberty Bowl, but I guess they didn't. Now, this kind of bugs me because uh, I feel like the AAF is a good product. I mean, yeah, it's not going to be the NFL product. Don't think they try to go out there, and they never said they were going to try to compete with the NFL. They're just trying to be something the NFL could look to as ideas. There's no kickoff. Balls automatically based on 25-yard line. There's no field goals after a touchdown. Or no PATs, I'm sorry. After a touchdown, so it's you score a touchdown, you have to go for two. The game clock, I think, is twenty-five seconds. When there's a review, you get to listen in on the conversation between the ref on the field and the the instant replay review official in the booth. That's cool. You get to kind of hear the communication between the quarterback and the coach. You get to kind of hear conversations with the quarterback. The quarterbacks are mic'd up. That's cool. The game is sped up. I like it. I think football, it's not dying, but I think it's such a traditional sport that people don't want something new. I mean, how many times have you seen a new football league come into play? 
these one or two pop up every couple of years and they fizzle out. They just don't have support. They don't have the backing. Now, I thought the AAF was doing good, had a really good idea because the places they decided to put teams, minus two, well, three if you can't Orlando, were places they don't have an NFL team. You have Birmingham, Alabama. You have Memphis. You have Salt Lake. San Diego. San Antonio. None of those teams or places have NFL teams. Of course, San Diego used to have one. I don't need to put Orlando in that category. Orlando doesn't have an NFL team. But there's one, two, three teams in Florida. <clears throat> the Florida's have lost one in California. The areas I am troubled with for the AAF is the fact they have a team in Arizona. Why is there a team in Arizona? Why is there a team in Atlanta? Now, Arizona never catches me as a sports town. It's kind of like, to me anyways, it's kind of like the San Diego of the desert. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is, yeah, you will have home fans like myself. I'm from San Diego, born and raised. I was a Dolce fan until they left. I'm a Padre fan because the only team we have left. If you're San Diego, I'm going to root for you. So I follow San Diego State. Uh, yeah, I just do. But for the most part, San Diego is a import city. And what I mean by that is people go to San Diego for work from other parts of the country. They moved to San Diego because of work from other parts of the country. They visit San Diego for other parts of the country. So there's not a huge grassroots movement in San Diego. And I, don't, I think it's the same thing for Arizona. There's not a huge grassroots movement in Tempe, Arizona. A lot of people move to Arizona for work, for cheap uh, cheapness of a house and living and so on and so forth. So you have a lot of implants. That's where I'll look for implants. Atlanta's kind of the same thing, but I think Atlanta, they're an NFL city. NFL, Georgia Bulldogs, Georgia Tech, uh, Yellow Jackets. Those are the three teams. You're not going to crack into the market. That's just it. And so, in my personal opinion, I think every other place that the AAF put a team was smart. Minus Atlanta and Arizona. I'll give you Orlando. Orlando's not on that list. Orlando's on the list of a good place, I guess. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like if you're a company, if you're a league that is trying to become the minor league of the NFL, you need to show that you can attract fans in smaller markets. There are not many minor league baseball teams or basketball teams or hockey teams that are in a big, big market. Usually they're in small markets. They're in San Diego. They're in San Antonio. They're in Sacramento. They're in Charleston, South Carolina. They're in Oklahoma City. They're in um, uh, the Omaha, Nebraska. They're in a Portland, Oregon, you know, so on and so forth. They're in small markets. Why not concentrate your football teams on the small markets? And first, and second off, you, you can't put them in big stadiums. You just can't. It looks fucking ridiculous. First of all, San Diego only has one stadium. Well, I guess they can use UST Torero Stadium, but that's being used as uh, rugby for the San Diego Legion, who I do support, by the way. <clears throat> Let me go to the game when I go down there. Um, but you got to hit small markets. Well, San Antonio is making a great effort. I think San Antonio, like I said, they had over 20,000 fans, almost 30,000 fans. I think it was in the Animal Dome, I believe, is where they play. Yeah, Alamo Dome. They're showing that San Antonio wants an NFL team. Now, I don't think it's going to happen, unfortunately. San Antonio, if you if there's anybody from San Antonio who's listening, I don't think it's going to happen. Jerry Jones is not going to let that happen. I, from what I've read, from what I've heard, I don't know how true it is, 
but he fought tooth and nail to keep the team out of Houston, which didn't work. Jerry Jones wants Texas for himself. I think San Antonio could harbor a small market team, and I think it would do very well there. And I think if they can continue proving that with this AAF, they'll be good to go. I think eventually the NFL will cave in. Well, James, where should they – Paige, where should they put the hot shots? I don't know. If you want to be in the Southwest, move them to Albuquerque. Move them up to – um. shit, put it, put it in Las Vegas. See what Las Vegas does. You know the Raiders are going to be there in a couple of years. Put it up north to Portland. Um, fuck it. I don't know. I'm looking at the map right now. Take them to Oklahoma City. I mean, there's places you can put them. So the tennis has gone down – report that they weren't able to make payroll this last week. There's a lot of different things that they ran out of money. They're coming out and say there was a glitch in the system and the players should be paid this, this I think today, Tuesday. Um, they went out and got an investor who is the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes. I don't know if he's the owner. He used to be owner. One of those two of the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, he invested, I think, $250 million in the league. After today, or this week, because of that, um, I don't know. I'm hoping it works, and I think it should work. I think the NFL needs something. Well, they need some sort of minor league thing, for lack of a better term. Because how many guys have – if you're a football fan and you've watched Hard Knocks or you're a fan of a certain player and you know he can still play, you can see he can still play, but he's on that cusp. He's on that cliff. He's on that line. And in NFL, there's only I think 57 players per roster, 53 players, something like that. There's those guys who are on that line who are so close to making it but don't get into the final 57, 53, 53, 53 roster because they, the position is too deep or someone's slightly better or so on and so forth. Now there's a place for them to go and play. There's a place that they can keep their skills intact. They can show their skills and everything. They can show if they made a mistake. Like baseball, you can send a guy to, to minor league baseball, and he can grow and be better. I mean, the coach, these are good coaches. These are coaches who have experience in either in the NFL or in college. But Mike Singletary, okay, he's shaky. C. Spurrier, Dennis Eckerson, Mike, uh, Mike Riley, Mike Martz, Rick Neuheisel. These are good coaches. You have NFL, former NFL players have invested their time, their money into this as well. So I, maybe we just have too much football. But we can't get it enough until the football season. We can't wait till the football season starts. Yeah, this isn't going to be NFL caliber. It's probably going to be better in college, a little bit better. But these guys are trying to make the team. So that's my two cents on it. I like it. I'm going to watch it this weekend again. I can't tell you what game's wrong. <laughs> I wasn't getting to the XFL, but I changed my mind. The only thing I'm going to say about the XFL is if the AAF is having hard times and non-NFL team, non-NFL cities, XFLs can have a terrible time. I think the XFL did it wrong. I think the XFL should not have put a team in every – Every single one of their teams, minus one, are in NFL cities. XFL wants to go against the NFL. That's it. That's the XFL's thing. In my opinion, they want to go against the NFL. You're not going to beat the NFL. The AAF came out when they started. They told you up front, hey, we don't want to compete with the NFL. We just want to give these players some place to play and to try different rules different style, and if the NFL picks up on it, cool. If they don't, hey, at least we tried it, and they'll know if it works or it doesn't work. The XFL, they have a team in Dallas. They have a team in Houston. They have a team in L.A. They have a team in New York. They have a team in Seattle. They have a team in Tampa Bay. They have a team in D.C. All NFL teams. The only team that doesn't that they have that isn't in in, in in NFL City is St. Louis. Now, when this team when this league starts up in next next spring, I believe spring of twenty, 
I'm interested to see what happens. I'm interested to see what attendance looks like. Because from what I've seen with the AAF minus Memphis, again, this is what I've seen. I don't have any numbers to back up. I was looking for some numbers. But teams that don't have an NFL – or cities that don't have an NFL team, their attendance seems to be better than teams that – the two teams that do have NFL teams. That is Atlanta and uh, Arizona. So now you have seven of your eight teams in the XFL who are in NFL cities playing in NFL stadiums minus uh, Houston, Dallas, L.A. I think those are all soccer stadiums. But New York has an NFL stadium. St. Louis is a former NFL stadium. Seattle has an NFL stadium. Tampa Bay NFL stadium. D.C., I don't think Audi Field is an NFL stadium. That might be, might be the soccer team. So smaller stadiums. Let's just, you know what, for the most part, good. XFL, smaller stadium, so it's going to look more packed. It's going to look like there's more people there in attendance than the AAF that has teams in Old Qualcomm. has teams playing in, uh, I think they're playing Arizona State University, I believe. The Alamo Dome, uh, Camping World Stadium, where the fuck it is now in Orlando, and so on and so forth. And next year, you're going to have the AAF and the XFL. If the AAF even makes it through this year, which the XFL is probably hoping it doesn't, because then they won't have anybody to compete with. I don't, I don't even know what the difference is going to be between the two. I just don't. <sighs> well, that's my time today, guys. Like always, come in with a game plan. Always lose it. Always go a different direction. Always do something different. Always fucking had ideas. Didn't get into it. Sorry. I wanted to press that button. I had the last part of that. I wish I could just edit it and get the last part. Well, this is basically me when I get on topic. We're on the party topic. See, that's definitely me. <laughs> One day I'll come, into, come in with a game plan, and I will stick to the game plan. Just not today. Um, uh, thanks for listening. I don't have anything to promote. Well, I do. Well, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, catharticapparel.com. That's catharticapparel.com. Go over there, pick up some shit. I know I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I probably keep saying it until eventually it will happen. There's going to be some new shirts and shit on there. Hopefully, who knows what. And there's one on there now. Uh, there's a workout shirt on there. Uh, yeah, there's one new shirt on there, to my knowledge. Catharticapparel.com. That's catharticapparel.com. Don't get it confused with Catharsis Apparel, which I stumbled upon a couple weeks ago. They have one thing and a bunch of goober looking motherfuckers as their models it's not me i'm cathartic Tick. cathartic apparel.com uh if you can't spell cathartic or apparel go to catharsis.fit that is catharsis.fit there is a little button on there i think on the main page on top it says apparel click on that and that will automatically send you over to catharticapparel.com uh, I think super secret, not so secret code is my catharsis 618. That is my catharsis 618. No spaces. The letter M is capitalized. I think you get free shipping on everything. Uh, go over, follow us at what the hell is my Twitter. Ah, Twitter is C P O S cast. That is C P O S cast. That is on Twitter. Uh, I think Instagram is at Cathartic Podcast. At Cathartic Podcast. Yeah, he's at Cathartic Podcast. I don't I haven't really posted much over there. Uh, and I think that's it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for wasting your time. Listening to me. Enjoying the sound of my own voice. I appreciate it. You all, seven of you who are listening, go out, enjoy the world. F- fucking dominate it. Fuck shit up. You all have a good one.